From the 600 ESPN El Paso River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studio, here's Steve Kaplowitz and Adrian Broadus. There's no better endorsement in the world than Tim Haggerty getting you started on a Tuesday afternoon where we have 90, uh, 90 minutes. I was going to say 90 seconds. That'd be the greatest show ever if we had 90 seconds. I mean, what's the point then? I mean, you know, there's got to be certain limits, right? But 90 minutes today because we're going to get you ready for game two of the NLCS. Diamondbacks and Phillies. A pregame show starts at 5.30. Our full coverage will start then on 600 ESPN El Paso and ESPN Radio. Good to have you back, folks. And uh, boy, oh boy, look at what happened. Look at what happened. The Dallas Cowboys. They were able to get the win last night. I was wrong. I predicted Cowboys 27-24. I was off by a touchdown on both sides. I said the Cowboys would win by three. And I picked 27-24. The final was 20-17. to So I had the Cowboys by three correct. I was just about uh, 14 points off on the total because I gave each team an extra touchdown, which they didn't have. But Adrian, it wasn't the greatest game in the world, not the most well-played. But you want to know something entertaining went down to the wire. Cowboys defense got a huge stop on that last drive when they needed it. The sack by Micah Parsons and then the interception by Gilmore to seal the deal. You know, Steve, those teams, you know what it really told me is those teams are kind of pretenders at points. Like, the Cowboys and the Chargers are almost equal. Like, I I just don't have a lot of faith in either of these teams when it comes to the postseason. However, I don't want to face them if I'm a team going up against them because they prove that late-game situations, they can move the ball down the field. Uh, Justin Herbert, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of his, but they got to win games like this. And I put a little bit more on the Chargers in the loss than I do the Cowboys you know, in a close victory for them. And uh, being sacked five times is something that Dak Prescott is definitely not going to like. So that some uh, stuff needs to be cleaned up on that offensive front. But, uh, yeah, I'm just a little disappointed that the Chargers could not come back, rally back, and win that game. I am too. I am too. Uh, meanwhile, you know, the Cowboys are just a game back right now of the, of the um, Philadelphia Eagles. After everything that happened, just one game back. That's huge. So they're still in the mix right now. They really are. They definitely are. And also, last night was home field advantage for them. Every time the Cowboys did, had a successful play or made a successful play, I should say, Steve, it felt like the whole crowd was cheering for them. So, uh, yeah, they came up uh, big in a big way uh, yesterday in front of pretty much a home field crowd in Los Angeles. Uh, that's exactly right. Uh, meanwhile, we have UTEP Volleyball. They're going to be uh, starting us off here in just a moment. But I know we've got Gator Richard on the phones, our first caller of the show. Richard, what's happening? How are you? Gator Don. Gator Dunn, says Gator Richard. What's going on? How are things in your world? Doing good, man. Happy you know, to hear uh, Gator, The Gators won against uh, South Carolina, like I told you. Yep, but it was I a good could, win. I couldn't, I couldn't enjoy the victory because of the way the, the game ended. Did you watch the game? No, I did not. I apologize, okay. but uh, as what, much fun what, as I would have had to watch the last few minutes of that Florida-South Carolina game, I was doing other things on Saturday. <laughs> more important stuff. That's right. right. That's a hundred percent correct. Yes, yes. All right, I'm with you. So, anyways, the Gators go up by four with like I don't know a minute and a half left. Mm-hmm. Okay, then then South Carolina. I, I guess they they throw an interception, or something. Anyways, the Gators figure they're going to run the clock out by kneeling on it first down. Okay. 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 
And then South Carolina commences to call timeouts. So the next play, the quarterback, Mentz, whatever, Mensa, he, he drops back 10 yards and takes a knee. Then he does the same thing again. And then the, the third down, I guess, the, the, or fourth down, he runs out of the back of the end zone to give two points to South Carolina and then kick it to him and then run the clock out in the last four seconds. Now, I'm one of these guys that, like, I'm a believer in leaving the points on the board and not not giving your team, your your opponent, the opposite team, extra points. I mean, instead of winning by four, they won by two, okay, which is like the bad beats thing that that uh, Van Pelt likes to talk about. But – I mean, as soon as soon as he got the ball, he should have done a run play. Do you and, really, you know, Aaron, Do you really think Graham Mertz is doing this on his own, or do you think he's being told what to do from the coaching staff? No, he's being he's being told by uh, Napier to do that 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 new Florida coach. I mean, it's his second year, but I know Steve Spurrier, the athletic director over here in Florida, probably gave the guy a letter of reprimand for for the way that game ended. Listen, I mean, listen, I got to tell you something. I've got a Cowboys win. I've got YouTube volleyball in studio. And you're spending five minutes dissecting the end of a Florida victory because you didn't like the fact they gave two points and took it off the board? Seriously? Yeah. I I couldn't enjoy it. And then I even watched the replay, figuring it was going to get better, but it didn't. That's what happens, man. When Listen, I appreciate the call, Richard, but you know what? If you don't like it live, you're not going to like it on replay either. Adrian, what was the last time you were upset about a play, you watched it again, and you felt better? Chances are you're going to feel more upset the second time you see it. Yeah, it's like uh, when's the last time I heard a Gator Richard call and felt better about the sports world, Steve? It just hasn't been a while. I thought he was going to call about the Georgia-Florida game next week or Me something too. like that. Me a too. relevant point. Not, nothing like that. You might, to, you might have to screen him from now on. I think so. Because that was just a waste of time. I know. And unfortunately, that's starting to be the higher rate of Richard's calls now. I know. He's getting very uh, – you're right. Um, Let me ask this to uh, head coach Ben Wallace of the Utah volleyball team who had to sit through that call. Um, As a coach, if something happens and you get upset about it and you watch it again on tape afterwards, are you going to feel better or are you probably going to feel more upset about it? You know, it's interesting that you say that. I was actually just talking to my team yesterday in practice – and I will consistently go home after wins and after losses and watch the film, and I will either be more disappointed in our win mm-hmm. based on what I saw on the video, or like this weekend when we played Sam Houston, we snuck out of there with a five-set win. Uh, I was really disappointed with how we played, but we got our, our win, and we came home, and I watched the video, and I felt a lot better about it when you watch the video because video doesn't lie. You can, feel, you can feel like you go home and you played really well and you go watch the video and you blew a lot of things and just got lucky. Yeah. And then you look at it and you're like, God, we really didn't play that well. We got to get back in the gym. And then you go watch a, a loss or, a, or a, a close win like we had on Saturday that felt like a loss. Sure. And you watch the video and you're like, okay, well, they did a lot of good things right. Sam Houston played really hard. And then in the fifth set, when we needed to, we executed a ton of stuff. But it felt like a loss to us because 
luckily for for us where we're at right now, our standard of of winning and how we're playing is really kind of high on our list of things, and so we all kind of felt like there was a loss in the family when we were getting on the plane coming home. You yeah, know I, mean? I understand why. I mean, it makes sense too because think about this: they're on the bottom of the standings, and even though it's a road uh, road match for you, um, you you handled them with so much ease the first time around. You're figuring out oh, you'll just sweep them in three the second time, but hey, Sam Houston, give them credit. They came ready to play. They pushed it to the limits, and you know, uh, luckily for you, you were able to uh, avoid a major upset in that fifth set. Does that hurt your RPI if you have to go full five, or is a win a win? Win's a win. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, we, we dropped in the RPI this week just because we played Sam Houston, and so anytime you play a team in the very high 200s, yeah. it doesn't matter if you win or lose. Well, it matters badly if you lose, but it doesn't matter if you win. You're going to okay. drop just because you're playing a team um, with that with that low of an RPI or that high of an RPI, whichever way you want to cut it. So yeah. uh, we dropped a little bit because even though we won, it doesn't matter if it's four or five. It's just kind of the, the way that the RPI shakes out with strength and schedule stuff. I understand. You brought a pair of players with you too. Oh, I, I was bare bones looking for players today, so I had to bring these two Serbians with me. Uh, by the way, from what you told me, um, <laughs> they and, – and just so people understand this, whenever you bring volleyball players – they usually are uh, some characters. Oh, yeah. Man, I got a lot of characters on my team, and these are two of the biggest characters that we got right <laughs> So here. you're telling me that uh, Sarah and Emma are going to be exactly like we've had earlier in the show. This is uh, going to be They're going to be way worse. They're going to be way worse. I would say Inter- better. <laughs> <laughs> See, they, they're, they, they're very entertaining. Yeah, they got some good stories. Now, I know uh, I know Sarah's on the shelf. I know that. How about Emma? She, uh, Emma's she on the it. shelf, too, man. Oh, so you're bringing me two injured players. I'm bringing oh, me nice. two injured players, but, you know, two, two uh, really, honestly, two starters for us they this are. year that are sitting out. Uh, beach, beach partners well, playing our yes. ones that are both uh, limping around like they were... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Like they were beat up in the street, so I figured I'd bring these two characters and let them talk to you. Well, since they're hurt, why don't you just let them spend? You know, they can they can intern like uh, Caden McConnell's. Heck been yeah! Over oh, is he interning here for you? Yes. Oh, good. That's He's a, been that's with great. us since the summer. Fine. And then all of a sudden, Cade goes from fourth string quarterback to UTEP starter, and next thing you know, they're uh, they're they're winning on the road in Miami this past week. Makes a lot of sense now. I saw your post about uh, you know you you watching the game, and yeah. and that now it makes well, more sense. I didn't realize he was uh, here doing some intern stuff for you. That's cool. Oh, I was there not that's just great. watching i was actually at the game and uh that was that's you know when you get to witness a utep road victory yeah. in the eastern time zone that's there's only like, two of them that's like a it's like haley's comet you know that's you just right. gotta really enjoy it when you see it because you don't know what's gonna happen again you know it's not it's all, we're off fun. the schneid with that now because it's back-to-back so. years that we but yeah. we won on the eastern time zone so it's no more of a utep thing it's it's now uh, just what we do now listen i'm gonna we're gonna give these ladies a fair <laughs> opportunity to good talk luck. good hey, luck um but before we welcome them the next segment, uh, what can you tell us about the two of them, Coach? How can you? Well, how would you want to describe these two uh, that are here with us right now? I, the way I like to to describe these two ding dongs is they're uh, you know they have fit in in the city of El Paso, coming coming across the pond from Serbia uh, so well. I mean, Emma Emma is a little older; she's a year older than than Sarah is, and now uh, when she got here, she fit in Im- immediately. Uh, and Sarah has since done the same. I mean, the one thing I can say about them is they really care about UTEP volleyball. They care about the sport in general. They're here to help us win at a high level. We're hurting knowing that both of them aren't on the floor right now, but we, we've had a lot of injured players in the, in the years past that sit on the sideline and kind of mope and feel, far, feel sorry for themselves mm-hmm. and, and have a hard time understanding what their role is. But both these guys are right next to the court every day in practice. They're on the bench cheering us on. They're still a big part of what we do. Everybody misses them, uh, and they're just two giant personalities that we laugh at every single day for 
one reason or another. And they're both very different. I mean, they're, they're, they couldn't be more different, these two people. Yeah. Uh, but they go together like oil and vinegar, uh, especially when they're playing beach volleyball out there together. So after the segment's over with, man, you're going to get a chance to meet these two dorks and uh, get to know them a little better. Ding-dongs and only in love and admiration. Correct? That's just that People have to understand this, that a head coach, when they refer to their student-athletes as ding-dongs. No, it's ding and dong. Uh, no, it's ding legitimately dong? Oh, ding and okay. dong. Yeah. That's good. I like that. that was, well, we'll find out who's ding and we'll find out who's dong when we come back. You got How's it. That? All right. We'll meet uh, Sarah and Emma, members of the Utah volleyball team. They're home this weekend, folks. So another opportunity to come home and watch the Miners play uh, before we get ready for the postseason run. We'll do that right after Charlie won. He's back with this traffic update. Back, everybody. Sports talk continues. We're back right now talking uh, UTEP women's volleyball. Head coach Ben Wallace with us. We've got uh, two members of his team, both of them uh, from Serbia. He brought us uh, Emma is with us. Uh, Uskokovic, she is an outside hitter and a junior. And also Sarah is with us, uh, Pustahia. She is uh, also uh, here too. She is an outside right side hitter. Ladies, welcome aboard. Good to have you here. And uh, uh, apparently, Emma, you are ding. And Sarah, (laughs) you are dong. That's what we were told as far as the uh, ding dongs are concerned. Is that uh, that pretty accurate, ladies? I would say so. I would say so. We just figured that out. Honestly. Just during the uh, during the commercial break, the break. Yeah. that's good. Well, Sarah, do you feel more like a dong or like a ding when it comes down to it? What do you think? Well, I would say like a dong because I'm always like a number two besides her. Uh-huh. Anyway, we play. <laughs> I got you. So you are the dong yeah. to Emma's ding. So I put that's myself right. in a second place. Well, that that that's good. Now, um, Sarah, is this your second year at UTEP or third? Yes, it's this my sophomore second year. Your sophomore year yeah. here. Okay. And Emma, how about you? This is your third year here. Uh, yeah, third. Okay. Um, first off, ladies, obviously you don't want to be out right now. You want to be healthy. You want to be playing. And uh, sometimes life doesn't always work out that way for you. Emma, it was about for you. It was uh, beach volleyball, correct? That uh, really is when you first suffered the injury. Yeah, I got injured last semester, but we didn't really know till the summer. Okay. And in the summer, it really started to bother me, and we figured out that I torn a labrum in my shoulder and that was kind of it for the season was it the labrum tear on your on your hitting shoulder or was it yes, the non-shoulder hitting. oh yeah that's serious stuff that's i mean when you when you tear a labrum in general it's pretty serious but when it's involving your hitting shoulder that's probably something you're gonna have to rest and recover a little bit yeah so in the summer when we talked to the doctor we figured out that i was gonna be out for the indoor season okay but right now i'm working to get back for Good. beach in spring. So since the two of you both played beach together, uh, let's talk about that. Last year was uh, the first ever beach volleyball season. <laughs> How did the two of you uh, enjoy that compared to what you've been used to uh, with uh, indoor volleyball all these years? Uh, Sarah, you want to start first? Yes. Um, it was di- different for sure. So first couple of tournaments, it was, I can describe it as a mess. <laughs> Between us two, we try to figure out a new sport. How can we play together? How can we help each other? Because it's only two of us on the court, yeah. and there's no other players, and you have to touch a ball at least once mm-hmm. every every time the ball is on your side. So I feel like we improved a lot during the semester, and I loved how we like 
click with each other. So I would say that season ended up really well. So it sounds like from that answer, the two of you have never really played a lot of beach volleyball in Serbia <laughs> until yeah. uh, until now here in El Paso at UTEP, correct? Yes, correct. Well, we had to show them where the sand was. Like, this, is sand. <laughs> yeah. this here is sand. And they were like, huh, all right, well, let's figure it out. We don't have a lot of beaches in Serbia, so that kind of explains. Okay. Emma, how'd you like, uh, other than the injury, uh, how did you like your first season of beach volleyball? I definitely fell in love with beach. And uh, for the entire fall semester, Sarah and I have been begging Coach Ben to let us play together. Yes. And he said that Ding and Dong can absolutely not play together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But after a lot of begging, uh, him and Coach Daniel finally decided to let us try. And like Sarah said, first couple of tournaments was just a mess. (laughs) But then we started to figure stuff out, and it definitely was a lot of fun. Now, uh, Coach, I'll ask you this. Are they similar players in terms of their skill set, or are they different when you really start to stack them up against each other? I mean, really different in a lot of ways. Uh, But the one thing that we get when we recruit international players is a different skill set than a lot of our domestic players. We, you know, when we recruit domestically, you know, we're we're competing against every other really good team in the country for the best American players, and so when we can go steal a couple of really skilled, athletic Serbians that come over to our program, both of them have a very good skill set as a complete player. They can pass. You know, in terms of baseball analogy, yeah. they're five-tool baseball players, but we call it six-tool volleyball players, where they can pass, dig, serve, set, attack, and block. So that's the thing about both of them that is really unique. You know, when you recruit a lot of the international players, they come with a lot of skill. The thing they have to get used to is figuring out the speed, the physicality, and the difference in the American game because the European game is a lot higher and slower, and the American game is a lot uh, quicker and more physical. And I think both of them had to get used to that when they got here. Like, holy smokes, these athletes are legit. You know, they can really play. Ladies, was it a uh, easy adjustment for the two of you, or would you say that it, as Coach mentioned, it took a little while from when you first arrived here? <laughs> uh, for me, it took a while. For, like for example, when I first got here, I was like, "Why is the ball different mm-hmm. from oh, yeah. Europe?" And, and the ball's different. Yes. Yeah. Like, in what way? Describe the ball in Serbia versus the ball here in the states. I don't know. It's like in Serbia and Europe, like it's. Um, is it a heavier softer? ball? I, I feel like it's softer. It's, it's softer and heavier. Yes. Okay. And the ball in America is a little lighter, and it's yes. it's it feels it feels heavy. It feels the the, the leather is different, and yeah. the, than the ball in Europe. And they use a very similar uh, FIVB ball that okay. everyone in Europe uses, yeah. and so it, it jumps off your arms different. Yes, okay. I couldn't feel the hand contact for like a month and a half. Really? Yes. Okay, Emma, you feel the same way? Yeah, I honestly forgot about the ball. Yeah. <laughs> But, yes, the ball was a big adjustment and, like Coach Ben said, definitely the speed of the game. But after a month, month and a half, I feel like we got into it. By the way, uh, the ball for beach volleyball, is that different also than the indoor ball or is that uh, pretty similar when you start to look at that as well? Different. Different. That one's even lighter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the beach volleyball is even lighter as far as that versus the indoor ball. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's 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 a different feel to it, and, you know. And you can, it's it's got some panels to it where you can grab it and really set it with your hands, and okay. it's just a different it's a different feel out there too. And the court is smaller in beach, yes. 
So the court is doesn't feel like it until you get out there and play, but the court is a lot smaller uh, for beach volleyball. So when you go back to indoor from beach, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can hit this ball anywhere and it's in. you know. But yeah. when you go from indoor to beach, it feels like you're playing in a rectangle. You know, yeah. like I, I have yeah. to hit this really hard someplace or else it's going to be out. Emma, did you find UTEP or did they find you? How did that work? Um, UTEP found me <laughs> for sure. Coach Nick, who's also from Serbia, um, I met him when I was, I think, 12. And every year he comes to Serbia, and I talked to him for years. And eventually he asked me if I wanted to come to UTEP, and yeah. That was that. Uh, Same story with you, Sarah, in terms of uh, your relationship with Nick, or did you know Emma uh, in Serbia playing together with her before you came here? Um, We knew of each other, but we never actually met. So... I think we've played a couple of games against each other, but we actually like, never spoken to each other mm-hmm. um, until I got recruited by Nick as well, and then I just texted her, and we finally met back in Belgrade. And then Next. it became ding and dong. Yeah. That's right. Uh, by the way, it sounds like you got a nice little uh, Serbian connection with, uh, with Nick and what he's been able to do. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, when we took this job in 2019, that was one of the main reasons why I recruited Nick from uh, w- with Seattle was so that – Knowing that our program was so uh, far away from being competitive, we knew we needed to get some international players to mix in with our American players uh, right away. And so this is actually the first year, Steve, that we will not bring an international player in this next class in 2024. So since 19, we've had at least one international player every year. Mm-hmm. And this, this will be the first class in 2024 that we will not bring an international player. And that speaks a lot about the quality and the development of our program now. So we can get good domestic players to come and play with us. And so we're going to keep trying as much as we can to just find the really special ones that that we want to bring from Europe and uh, the ones with the most personality, that's for sure. Well, you've got a player from Turkey. That's right. You have a player from Italy. Um, We have the two here from Serbia. So it sounds like, and that's really kind of where it's gone. You also have a player from Mexico. That's correct. So you've done well uh, scouting and and bringing uh, bringing them in. Um, And I think your your player that you have from Turkey, she's a senior, correct? Is this her last year? This is. Yeah, Hyundai's about to graduate with her degree in in engineering. And so she's going to go home and uh, either try to play a little bit at home in Turkey. They've got good pro leagues there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she also is really looking forward to kind of getting her career moving as an engineer. And so... All of our international players in one way, shape, or form over the last two, three, and this being Hyundai's fourth year with us, have really made a big impact on our program and helped get us to a place where uh, we're, we're really capable of winning our conference championship. And so to the fact that these two uh, dorks are sitting on the sideline and we're still being successful, that'll tell you a lot about our depth. Well, you're, you're, you're both starters prior to getting hurt, so obviously the two of you are looking at playing and having a big season contributing. But when I was at Memorial Gym last week watching you play FIU, you were both there supporting, yelling, screaming. Uh, so even though you're not in the match, I could tell that you're both very big uh, part of, of this team and, and wanting to see everybody do well. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sarah, we'll start with you. Um, I mean, as we talk always, we have the same goal, no matter what, no matter my injury, her injury, or something else. And it's, I cannot say it's easy, like, the injury itself is really hard to deal with, but these guys are not giving me opportunity to feel sorry for myself and be sad any single day that I walked into that gym. So, there's no way that I cannot feel sorry for myself, I'm just um, helping them in other way. I got you. Emma, what about you? Well, like Sarah said, obviously being injured sucks, but 
we all have the same goal and we're working towards it. And even when you're on the sidelines, there's so many ways you can help the team just by seeing and hearing what's going on yeah. as a person who's watching everything from the outside. And it's it's been interesting to step into that kind of role this year. But it's interesting, too, because injuries happen in sports. And I seem to feel that in volleyball, we have injuries every year. It's just, it's a common occurrence. And unfortunately for Coach Wallace, he's lost players every season due to injuries. So I'm sure for the two of you, even if you haven't been hurt in the past, you've seen other players go down with injuries and maybe watch them lead by example. So it makes it easier for the two of you to have that same kind of adjustment as you're working your way back. Yeah, definitely. We we talk to coaching staff as well to find as many ways that we can help even though we're not on the floor playing. Yeah. And it's it's been fun. Yeah. yeah. Actually look the stuff that you can really like help with. Like not regular stuff that you were usually doing while you're playing. Yeah, you know, to toot their horn a little bit too. I will say that both of these Young people have uh, a pretty high moral compass when it comes to how much they care about their team and about each other. And so uh, they've both taken uh, a persona right now that even though they are hurt, that they still want to be involved because it is one of the most difficult things in all sports to do is be hurt and feel like you're still a part of the team. And so I I really, I mean, I've commended them before, but I think that we just got to keep reminding them that they're doing a good job at it and that we need them to keep you know, uh, being our eyes and ears and another assistant coach on the sideline to, to help these players. Because truth be told, I mean, Sarah was probably our best player uh, this year in, in all, a lot of ways when it came to um, how she was doing with her, with her uh, growth in all areas, but also just being a stable, stable rock for us out there on the floor. So when we lost her, you know, in the early part of the conference season, we had to reinvent ourselves. Yeah as a team. And so she's been good about just kind of helping Torrance and helping Alianza and those players that had to step into new roles, just kind of talk them through it. And Emma's been a big, a real calm source for both of, both of, uh, you know, the people she's been kind of really helping a few of our players through, through this process as well. And so the calm nature of them and the, the desire to be helpful has been really good to see. And it, and it goes a long way towards knowing we got the right kind of people here. We'll keep the conversation going in a moment. But first, bottom of the hour, let's get back to Adrian. He has this Sports Center update for us. Here, uh, Emma and uh, Sarah from UTEP uh, Women's Volleyball uh, as we continue here on the show. Um, in general, because I, I, every time you bring in athletes, they're they're fun. They they <laughs> they they definitely have some goofiness to them. Is this the norm? Like in all the years you've been with volleyball, do you find that these professional these I shouldn't say professional, but these athletes, because some will go on to be professional, some won't, are sometimes the most loose, fun personalities that you could coach on and off the court. You know, this group has a lot of them, uh, and we've been really thankful, and, and, and uh, it's been a lot of fun to coach this team, and it keeps things light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have too many of them, you walk into the gym and you just want to pull your hair out because they don't <laughs> take things very seriously. But this group has a very unique way of, of having fun, enjoying life, 
but also when it times when it's time to get serious, kind of locking in and really wanting to win. So I've we just been thankful that we've recruited some really cool cool kids with cool personalities, and they also are really good at volleyball, and that's been a, a fun combination for us. All right, uh, who's the coolest of the two of you, uh, Emma? Would you say that's you, or would you say it's Sarah when you really start to look at your personalities? <laughs> no, it's the dong over there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the do- okay. I so expected that answer. Did you really, Emma? What is it, or, uh, Sarah? What is it about you that uh, just kind of? You know, gives you that kind of personality. You tell me, do you like to keep things light? Do you like to joke around? Do you like I to have love fun? to joke around, but I would, <laughs> I would let it to Emma to say because I don't like to talk to of me. Okay, so Emma, uh. you tell what is it about what is it about Sarah that that just kind of made you answer Sarah right out of the gate? What is it? Um, I feel like she just she's so easy to talk to. I feel like everyone can easily talk to her and joke around. Like she. She never stops joking around. <laughs> never stops. Yeah. Absolutely she, she never. She keeps me on my toes in practice, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, Sarah, do you always, have you always had kind of that personality? Do you like to laugh? Do you like to just make people laugh? Is that something that even, you know, just growing up as a kid, you, you, you kind of gravitated towards? I would say so, but I can also um, say that last year I was not this much fun. No. <laughs> 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 um, it was just like I finally like found my place yeah. and I kind of adjusted to everything and just uh, start being myself. Okay. You know? So you had to find your comfort zone yes. and it wasn't something that just happens overnight. It took yeah. a little while. It's what a- was the, what was the turning point for you? When did you all of a sudden realize, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm good. I don't know. I just, it was for me, it was a lot more fun being around me. You know, I just felt myself being more fun and, I assume, I was assuming that it was more fun for other people too. Well, the truth is, you come from another country, uh, and you come for the first time and really see what it's. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It, it's some people never adjust to it. Others, it takes a long time. So I can completely understand yeah. why it it did. But it also tells me that you really enjoy your teammates because yes. as you get to know them more, you, you feel more like uh, sisters than anything else, right? Yes, correct. Now, I mean, as a sister, like for we're sisters playing. Almost every single day together and never get tired of each other. It's never boring. I can say that. <laughs> that's for sure. Never uh, boring. There's not, not a lot of boredom <laughs> around this group. That's for sure. What about Ding? What about Emma? Um, <laughs> when you Away from the court, so how, how would you describe her? I would describe her as the funniest person that I know. And clumsiest for she's sure. She's clumsy. Oh, okay. She's clumsy, man. <laughs> clumsy and funny. Now, is she yeah. funny because she's clumsy? Does that kind of like one lead to another? Um, I would say one lead to another, but when she's not clumsy, I love spending time with her. Like, just the combination of us two. Uh, oh. <laughs> Steve, let's just put it like this. We moved Emma into a new dorm this summer. Oh, my we, God. We took all of our players and we helped move them uh, okay. from summer dorm into fall dorm. Yeah. And this will give you a good idea about Emma's personality and just her in general. We walked into her dorm room, and I think there were 432 balls laying around in her in her room. Hey. Just, just balls. Just like Nerf ball, basketball, volleyball. Also, two swords. Well, okay. Swords. Swords. You just... Plastic, you, though. You I mean, only saw the balls and the swords. There's like a whole <laughs> box of like toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Emma. I mean, that's yeah. that's her life. You walk into her dorm room and you got swords, balls, and all kinds of fun toys you can play with. And God, my 11 year old would love. I know. <laughs> this that's Emma. Place. She's a big kid. Yeah. That's all. Let, she let is. me know when you have kid. some some spare time, and I'll be more than happy. You have a nice little friend hanging out with you. There that's you go. For sure. Perfect. I really like the swords and the extra and all the balls you got there. That sounds like fun. So yeah. the point is, when you are back in your dorm, there is. Definitely a lot for you to do to keep you busy. 
oh yeah, I can sit still. <laughs> like you can't see my leg right now, but it's bouncing. <laughs> okay, I can't. You're right. She yeah. has a scooter around campus, Steve. She's oh, got she, her scooter. The scooter is the best thing I've ever bought. <laughs> now, is it a uh, one of those electric scooters? Yes. Oh, it is. Yeah. Do you let other teammates use it or just you? Oh, absolutely. Right. I I actually Berkeley loves the scooter. My daughter loves the scooter. Yeah, she likes really. the scooter. Sarah, do you like the scooter too? No, I don't. <laughs> no, no I the, don't. She the, got mad at me when I bought it. Yes. <laughs> How come? Why'd you get mad? I don't know because as Europeans, we like to walk everywhere. <laughs> That's and true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. And ride bikes. Yes. 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 And I was like, Emma, why, why do you need a scooter? It was very American of her to yeah, get Yeah, it was very it? American. I was like, you're not a real Serb anymore. That's right. Ah, you know? yeah. She lost her, Serbi, yes. her Serbian. Uh, yeah. yeah. I got you. That's, yeah. Uh, Emma, do you care about that or not really? Or do you just want to just ride your scooter and have a good time? Is that no, all that matters? I just have my scooter and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> and her balls and her swords. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got Louisiana Tech at home Friday night 6 o'clock that's Minor Kids Club Day and then Saturday at 12 noon both at Memorial Gym by the way uh, 12 noon on Saturday 6 o'clock on Friday and by the way um, when I was there at FIU I'm going to tell you folks you can spend 8 bucks and get a great seat and you can sit real close for $10 you can get a seat back very affordable great tickets they've got concessions there where they're selling food and I mean it's great too because if you've grown up in El Paso and you get to Memorial Gym it is historic you almost feel like you're in a time machine back to the 60s when UTEP basketball was playing their games at Memorial Gym. It's really cool. It's a great environment. We're fired up to uh, to get people back into the gym. Uh, we've had uh, a big spike in home attendance this year again. I mean, this is the fifth year in a row where we're, sh- we're still showing growth in, in home attendance, which is awesome. I've, I, I can't tell you how many people walk up to me after our matches yeah. every single match and say, hey, coach, first time I've been here and you got a fan for life now. I'll be, ba- I'll be back uh, at all your home matches, it was a lot of fun. A big, bla- I mean, we're averaging about a thousand, uh, well, a little over a thousand fans per home match. Uh, we're we're really one of the best tickets in town. I mean, if you if you haven't come seen these guys play, I mean, we've got so so many athletes out there. It's astonishing to watch them jump up and make the net look small. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna give Louisiana Tech some fits coming into our home gym on on Friday and Saturday. It'll be a it'll be another good show for everybody to come out and see. Adolfo just uh, messaged into us on uh, Twitter or X. Uh, coach Wallace, thank you for the coach you are and for what you've done for UTEP volleyball. A lot of fans are very appreciative of uh, just how you've turned this team and program around in such a short amount of time. Yeah, a big part of it is these these kind of dorks right here. You know, yeah. you bring in good people that care about volleyball, and that was the plan when we started this thing in nineteen. Is you know, start bringing in high-level volleyball players, and it helps to have good players. It helps to have good athletes, but also, you know, this city likes winners, and this city wants to cheer for people that that even even when you go out and maybe don't get the win, but you show everything you have to, you know, give everything you got mm-hmm. to go to go, um, you know, earn that victory or, or 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 show the city that you're doing everything you can to to impress them. They're going to come out and cheer for you, and so our city's really falling in love with Utah volleyball and our, and our minors and. They know it. They feel it. They, they, you know, we stay on the floor after all of our matches to shake hands and hug babies and kiss some necks and <laughs> make right. some friends. Sign autographs are out there. Yeah. Sign autographs and yeah. peppering with little young, that's you know, right. volleyball players, and they really care, and that's important. Well, the nice thing is we'll get Emma and Sarah back next year for the show because 100%. they're going to be uh, they'll be back next season, so that's going to be good. So we can dive deeper into everything about what makes them tick. By the way, when you're not playing volleyball, what do you like to do most, um, Emma? Do you like to do, uh, you know? Um, play with your play with your toys. Play with your toys. Jump out of airplanes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> favorite toy in your favorite toy right now in your uh, dorm? What is it? Um. So recently, I've gotten this new toy. <laughs> um. It's 
I don't know. It's a I would say like a reaction mind game with colors, matching colors, and flipping stuff. And yeah, I don't <laughs> know how to play. No, it it you, you need batteries for it. it. It has a little screen with four colors and two on Simon? each side. Is it like a Simon and it and it like starts and then the colors start to light up and then you have to repeat it after it's done? Kind of. You don't repeat it. It's a react. So colors do light up mm-hmm. and you have to match them in a certain amount of time. Okay. So okay. And, and as you go, the that time stresses Sarah out. <laughs> just thinking about this. It. Yeah, it stresses me. I remember how Simon used to stress me out when that came out uh, forty years ago. That's so, right. Yeah. I know. Uh, that sounds like fun, though. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah. Mine, time. So you like to have some brain games when you're playing. Uh, Sarah, what do you like to do when you're not uh, playing volleyball? What do you like? This is an easy one. Uh, what would you say? She likes to take pictures of me. Oh, She's correct. bougie. Oh, this girl correct. is so bougie, man. She loves clothes. I she like loves fashion. fashion. Oh, yeah. Going to restaurants, like eating out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Favorite mates. restaurant in town right now? What is it? What's your number one go to? I would say L and J's. Mm. Oh, there you go. Look yes. at you. What do you order when you're at L and J's? Oh, uh, steak fajitas. <laughs> steak fajitas. Really? Yeah. All right. Go to. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Now good. coming from Serbia, she stays away from the spice. But I'm I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. She's can either really... of you? Can either of you handle the spice in El Paso? I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I can't really eat out. I have celiac. Okay. Mm. She so, stays yeah. away from all that is gluten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I understand. Um, well, listen. Uh, ladies, coach, great to see the three of you. Keep keep doing what you're doing. You keep winning. You get healthy and uh, have fun in the process. And uh, come back and see us again, okay? We appreciate it, man. We'll, we'll come back. We'll bring some of those swords next time. We'll, yeah, we'll play swords with Brad. It's back there. And, we'll do. Uh, that will be and good. And have some fun. We will have some cosplay the next time we're back it. here on, uh, on the it. show. That'll be perfect. Thanks for having us, Steve. UTEP Volleyball in the house. Come back to wrap up Hour 1 in a moment. Sports Talk continues. From the 600 ESPN El Paso River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studio, here's Steve Kaplowitz and Adrian Broadus. Start of hour number two here on Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Apparently, Bernie has broke the headphones. Congratulations. Bernie Olivas, uh, as we get ready for the t- show, Adrian, what you did. This is oh, a man. great look at this. He completely <laughs> destroyed our headphones, which is a first. I've never seen a guest ever just completely dismantle them uh, as quickly as you did. Congratulations and welcome back to the show. How yeah, are they you? They were broken when I picked them up. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's ready sure. to get some picks in. That's why. Sure they were. He's yeah, just yeah. excited. Guy wins six games, and all of a sudden he shows up here ready to break our equipment. Unbelievable how this you know works. What? You know what, Steve? It's because we had his walk-up music ready to go. So he was it fired is. up. Yeah, he probably thought it was his phone ringing. Next thing you know, he dropped his headphones, and they broke, and that's what happened. So, hey, uh, all kidding aside, um, Bernie... Uh, it's okay. We, that's that's these headphones are made to be destroyed. That's why we uh, keep them around here. So it's they were all right. Destroyed before I got here. Well, hang on. Get <laughs> hang on, Bernie. Get your get your microphone there. Get, don't break it. Just bring it closer to you. There you go. We're good to go. I mean, all right, boy. It's like you know what? It, it, we're gonna get you, we're gonna get you some more headphones. We're gonna see if we can do that real. I'm quick. on a roll here. Me, no, uh, these are good. No, these are no, good news. No. Good Stop right it! They're dangling off of you. Look at this. We got to take. Hey, before you give those uh, headphones to Bernie, take a picture of him because this is a uh, this is really a great looking shot. We're going to post this. I'm up glad at, we're not streaming. Today. No, we're going to post this at 600 ESPN El Paso uh, on our on our uh, thing. We'll we'll get you that and we'll put that up in a second. Uh, but yeah, let's get Bernie looks so he looks so miserable with those <laughs> with those uh, headphones that uh, that broke. Hang on one second. Let me uh, just take these apart. All right, that's good. We got that. We'll put this on our, our uh, we'll put this on social in a second. Welcome back. Um, 
by the way, congratulations on picking six right and um, and and really getting a chance to close the gap for uh, the Tony the Tiger uh, Sun Bowl uh, Pick'em game from Chick Fil A, which is what we do every week here on the show. It's been a rough. It's been a rough week, and be honest with you, I was not a happy camper Sunday morning when I knew I only only picked six out of ten. Oh, I don't blame you. But you did. It was a tough week, though. It you was even, a tough week. You know what? You picked six out of ten. You had no idea how many we picked either. You probably thought we went seven or eight out of ten, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and the one that really upset me, obviously, that Oregon-Washington game. Oh, my God. That one upset me because I thought that one, I thought Oregon had that game and they yeah, could have. And, Lock and, of the uh, year. I, wow. I picked it like you, too. Yeah. Didn't so, work. Didn't work. So let's move on. Hey, by the way, uh, Battle of I-10 tomorrow night with UTEP and New Mexico State. Adrian, we're going to be live at the district, 32-33 North Mesa from 4 to 6. And um, what did you know it? And as we talk about our show and what we're going to be doing out there with our Minor Talk pregame, we've got a little UTEP-New Mexico State rivalry going here today uh, for our Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Watch segment. Oh, I love it, Steve. And uh, yes, one of uh, the persons here in our 600 ESPN El Paso Schoolyard Sports River Oaks Property Studio is uh, he drives 45 minutes each day from El Paso to Las Cruces, where he lives. So it's great to have uh, one of Las Cruces' own and an Aggie here in our studios today. Eddie Morelos uh, joining us as our celebrity guest picker. You work right next to this man. And uh, I love the fact that since Bernie attended UTEP and you attended New Mexico State, we got a nice little Battle of I-10 rivalry going here, don't we? Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. You know, we got uh, I got my Aggie gear in my office. He's got his UTEP gear. And uh, we're ready to roll. I think it was appropriate today to bring, to bring Eddie out here because... Uh, this too. is this is rivalry week, and it's on a Wednesday. A lot of diff, a lot of different things going on this week. I hope people come out tomorrow. I Me really hope people too. come out. Tomorrow. I already heard the tickets are pacing better than they were the last home game, which is good. And now I'm just hoping we can get uh, close to twenty thousand on Wednesday night. I think that would be terrific. I was kind of hoping more than that, but we'll, hey, we would probably take twenty thousand. That uh, that's good. I think uh, I think both gate teams are evenly matched this year. I, I, yeah, I think it's a toss-up, but uh, yeah, I do I'll, too. I'll give, I'm gonna give the you know the not uh, the home team here. Uh, you guys, what do you guys do by the way for this game? Do you guys have any kind of little uh, lunch bed or anything like that? Oh no, that's that's, a, that's totally against the rules in the NCAA. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, we we, we do yeah. not. <laughs> we just you know have a good time all week long and chat about it and. Like he said, we hope for good turnouts. You there know, you go. We're, we're fans, and we're, we're we're college football fans, and uh, we don't want to break any rules, any NCAA rules. No gambling allowed. Oh, that's right. You can't gamble, even though you're a bowl game. You can't gamble. Ooh, really? All right. Got to watch out with the compliance rules, still. You know. Yes. Yeah, that's true. What if somebody listening owns a restaurant and they want to just provide food to the winner? Is that still not allowed? <laughs> Oh, food changes everything. Okay? Oh, okay. That's what it is. It's always, it's yeah. always about food. I, I agree, guys. I agree. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And you're actually going to games this weekend, aren't you? No. You know what? Look at the schedule. Not yet. Probably the following week. Uh, uh, probably get out there. Like I said, right now, it's very difficult to pick any games to go watch because there are so many options right now. We're going to have – I had a big – I had a, a, a conversation with a, with a Pac-12 people today. Yeah. Uh, and we normally talk once a week to figure out who we're, uh, who we're thinking of. And I said right now – It's too open. It's wide open. There yeah. could still be eight yeah. or nine teams that could possibly be here. 100%. You know, and, and I, I told them, I said, you know, I said, you know, we could probably rule out USC. We could probably rule, rule out Washington. We could probably rule out Oregon. 
But if we, but if they falter, we'll take those two schools. We'll take any of those as well. That's right. But you have Utah, Oregon State, Washington State, Colorado, Colorado. Where's Arizona now? Arizona yeah. is, is almost is almost there. It's wild. The only one that I think is out is maybe Arizona State. Everybody else is, mm-hmm. you know, and Stanford. Everybody else is still, you know, possible to be bowl eligible and. Possibly here at Tony and Tiger Sumbo. All right. Let's get started on games because we have to the bottom of the hour, guys. And then we've got to get to uh, playoff baseball. Uh, Eddie is our uh, celebrity guest picker this week, Eddie Morelos, who has, by the way, you have your own podcast. Why don't you just quickly mention your podcast for people that are listening? Oh, cool. Thank you, man. Sports and More Podcast with me, your host, Eddie Morelos. I have it on Spotify and Apple uh, Podcasts as well. I, I like to feature the, the locals. I really do. If I do get to pro players or, you know, so, you know, other journalists even, I like to get journalists. All the local people. There's a lot of local kids here that need their story told. And I've talked to a lot of high school coaches, and they love it the most, to be awesome. honest. Because. Uh, we know the shortage of journalists in particular uh, in these in the areas like here. Uh, so we got to do our parts and, and get those stories told for the young kids that, that deserve it. Good. I love that. Sports and more podcasts, wherever you, wherever you consume your podcast. That's it. Excellent. All right. We're going to start things off right now with our first game. It's going to be Georgia Tech and Boston College, okay? This, again, is our Chick-fil-A, Tony the Tiger, Sun Bowl Selectum contest up at the website at sunbowl.org. Uh, both teams are 3-3. Three and three. In fact, BC is 1-2 and two in the ACC on the road. Georgia Tech 2-1 and one at home. Georgia Tech, four-and-a-half-point favorites at Bobby Dodd Stadium in Atlanta. Eddie M., why don't you get us started as our celebrity picker? Thank you very much. I'm going with Georgia Tech at home because uh, they, they're just looking good right now. Um, and I just want to mention... Everybody jump on Sumble.org, log in to play this game, simplest game you'll ever play. Awesome. I got All Georgia right. Tech, first game. Good plug. What about you, Bernie? I agree. I think they're both 3-3. Three and three. You know, they both look good sometimes. They look bad sometimes. But I'm going with the home team, and I'm going to take, take Georgia Tech. Adrian. I got Boston College. They, they're coming off a big win against Army, Army equality team right now. Give me uh, Boston College, the Eagles in this one. I'll take Georgia Tech as their home. I think it would be a toss-up, and I probably would have taken either home team. But I, I will go Georgia Tech also because they are at home. That takes us to game number two, and this is going to be the only non-ACC and uh, power, uh, Pack 5 game we have for you on the slate this week. And uh, this is going to feature um, Air Force and Navy. Air Force is undefeated, 6-0, they're 22nd in the country. Navy... Three and three. It is in Annapolis. However, Air Force ten and a half point favorites. Bernie to start us off. And by the way, the reason we we thought we'd pick a two academy academy schools playing against each other because by the way, all ACC games and all Pac twelve games. There's only nine of them, so we picked that we had to go offline there to, to get a game. But I'm going with number twenty two Air Force, even if it's even on the road. I'm going with Air Force. All right, uh, your turn, Adrian. I've got in this one Navy. They are honoring Roger Staubach at Ooh. halftime. And how about this one? Breaking news: Air Force's quarterback is out for a while. They're six and zero, and he is injured. All right, um, I am also going to stay Navy there for that reason. Uh, you're not going to lose when you honor Roger Staubach. It's just not going to happen. Plus, Navy's won their last two games in a row. They have been impressive as of late. Air Force is due to lose. And, uh, Eddie, I think it's coming this weekend, like Adrian says. What about you? Well, you know, uh, I put my picks in already uh, at the start of the week. I'm not going to change it. I, when you said that quarterback was hurt, man, that really hit me. But 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stick with my number 22 Air Force. We'll stay on a roll, figure out a way to win it. Uh, you can watch it on CBS. All right. Next up, uh, we've got game number three, Wake Forest hosting Pitt. Pitt's 2-4, and 1-2 and two in the ACC. Wake is 3-3. Three and three. They are looking for their first conference win. It's going to be in Winston-Salem. Uh, Adrian, Wake, one-point favorites at home. I'm going Pitt in this one. They ripped my hearts out last week against Louisville. I picked Louisville, and I'm going to pick Pitt. Uh, hot right now, playing w- uh, good football. I'll go Wake. Something's got to happen. The law of averages say that Wake's got to win a home game eventually. I'll pick it this week against Pitt, although it's a toss-up, Eddie. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going with Pitt uh, with the upset. I'm like, Adrian, uh, you know, they're on a roll right now. They got a, a big win. But uh, also because I just wanted to honor, uh, you know, my friends over there from the from Pittsburgh that have made the trip down to El Paso, in particular uh, their SID, EJ, EJ Bugatti. Nice. Uh, Bernie, your turn. And likewise, I have, uh, you know, Coach Narduzzi is one of my best friends, but he's not playing. He's not. So I'm going with Wake. <laughs> All I'm right. going with Wake. That's a good answer. I like that. Uh, one more game, then we'll play trivia and go to break. We've got number nine, Oregon, uh, visiting Washington State. All right? Uh, Oregon right now, go uh, coming off the bad loss, uh, they are 5-1, and 2-1 and one in the Pac-12. They fell to ninth. Wazoo is four and two, one and two in the Pac twelve. Uh, it's in Eugene and Oregon, twenty point favorites. I don't see an upset happening this week. I think Oregon comes out mad. Eddie, uh, I'm going to go Ducks here in this one. Well, I'm going the Ducks too, especially if uh, you know Jay Pritchard, our marketing director, who's a grad of Washington State, mm-hmm. says pick the Ducks. I'm picking the Ducks. Fair enough, Bernie. Yeah, Washington State, I thought, was going to be really, really good this year. And they've kind of faltered a little bit. Uh, They're not playing like I thought they were going to play. I'm going with the Ducks as well. Adrian. Yeah, bad loss last week by the Cougars. They were one of the reasons I only picked four games correct (laughs) last week. So give me the team that they're going up against, and that is the number 9 ranked uh, Oregon Ducks. All right, six to go. We'll do that after trivia and the break. Uh, Let's get a little question out there for a pair of tickets to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Always like to give away tickets to the Tony Tiger Sun Bowl. I'd prefer that we sell the rest of them, but like I said, I don't mind handing out a couple every every week. Thank you. And... uh, you guys have your have your uh, your mouse is ready to look at this one up. Yeah, get ready to Google this in record time. Here we go. Like I said, this might be the last season for the Pac-12 as we know it. Well, it will be the last season. As the, I was going to say, Pac-12. unless you know something I don't, no. I, that's breaking news. Everybody's <laughs> going to want you know, that story. That term was used today in my conversation. This will be the last year of the Pac-12 as we know it. Okay. So having said that, which Pac-12 team has had the has had the most appearances in the Tony the Tiger Sumble. Not only which team, how many, when was their first uh, appearance and their last appearance? Oh, four part question. Four part question. So we want the team number of appearances, first year they appeared, last year they appeared. That's correct. Five two tickets to the game. 505-6009, our telephone number. 505-6009, we'll wrap it up next here on Sports Talk.